0: good morning everyone and uh happy new year um glad to be rid of the old one so hope this one is much better and uh, so uh happy 2021 seems like yesterday we were worried to death about y2k and here we are at 2021 so uh looking forward to great things this year all right, uh, let's kick this year off like we finished last year. Grab your Bible and let's go back to the 51st Psalm. We'll be finishing it up today, looking at the last uh, couple of verses and how David uh, wraps up his, um, his confession. Uh, again, for probably at least a year, uh, David has been um, burdened, has been... Um, by his sin Uh, his prayers uh, have been uh, being uh, hindered uh, because of his sin Uh, and so after his confession the first thing David is going to do uh, is uh, intercede uh, on behalf of his, uh, his city of Jerusalem. Uh, and again, his sin uh, has uh, affected not only him, but um, his nation. Uh, again, certainly other nations um, had um, heard uh, of David's sin and his situation, uh, and so now David is going to pray. Um, the first thing he's going to do is pray uh, for, uh, for Jerusalem uh, and the people and the, and the well-being uh, of, uh, of his nation which begins in verse 18, uh, says, Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion, which which is Jerusalem. uh, Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, And so again, David was wise enough, I think, to know uh, that his sin, would affect the nation. Uh, I'm afraid some of our leaders today don't understand that, uh, but David did, and he knew that uh, that his sin would have a direct impact on uh, his people uh, and his country. Uh, and so now David is begging God and, and requesting of God that God would intervene and to help Jerusalem uh, to be stronger and and to prosper. Um, And David um, feels as he has been restored because uh, of his confession. And so now um, he is asking God, he says there, to show your good pleasure, uh, that uh, God would show favor uh, towards Israel. And he says, "Build thou the walls of Jerusalem." He's asking God uh, to restore uh, His His uh, blessing, His mercy uh, on Jerusalem. So David, I think, is uh, that reveals to us that David is aware uh, that um, he uh, that he has brought. Uh, trouble um, on uh, Jerusalem, uh, brought trouble um, on uh, on his people Uh, and so he's requesting that again that God would build, uh, help strengthen the walls. Um, We know the story of Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem and in those days uh, having uh, a strong adequate wall around your city uh, was not only really kind of your first line of defense, it was your main defense. Um, and Jerusalem, you, you may have heard it referred to as a city on a hill, uh, and that's because geographically it is uh, a city on a hill. So it has uh, geography uh, in its favor that it sets up above, and anyone trying to attack uh, has to come up uh, the hill to Jerusalem and could be seen Coming, uh, but then the walls themselves uh, would have been uh, around it. But I think even greater than, than David just praying for the actual walls, he's he's praying for uh, the the security uh, of uh, the nation of Israel. So praying for the security uh, of the city uh, of Jerusalem and. He gives in verse 19 then his reasoning uh, for that prayer. Then shall thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and a whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks uh, upon thine altar. Um, And again, we've we've talked about this through this psalm and at other places, uh, that it's not enough just to offer sacrifice, that that God is looking uh, at the heart. And that it's offered with the right uh, attitude and the right, uh, right, uh, right heart. Uh, and so David acknowledges. He says, "Then shall thou be pleased." So he's um, he's acknowledging that in the past uh, he has been hindering. Uh, the blessing uh, and the acceptance of the offerings uh, from Jerusalem. And so that God um, is now able, is willing now, God will be able uh, to accept the sacrifices uh, that... uh, are offered, David can uh, offer them, as he said earlier uh, in this psalm, with a broken and a, and a contrite spirit, uh, and that the people of Israel then will follow uh, the example uh, of their king. Uh, and so David's confession um, is, uh, again, uh, wouldn't I, I think myself uh, wouldn't be complete without uh, these two verses if David were to get uh, to the end of this prayer and say okay I'm forgiven and go on you know go on out and do whatever you know from then on uh, I'm not sure that uh, he would have had uh, the complete blessing of God on him that that this uh, prayer adds when he then says uh, Lord you know, bless my city, bless other people. Uh, And it's an example to us, again, that we have a a huge responsibility um, as believers uh, to pray uh, for other people. Uh, And when we have unconfessed sin in our life uh, again it is hindering uh, us from in our prayer life for ourselves uh, and for others and so uh, it's important for us uh, to remember uh, that when it comes to sin uh, we, um, we we have been deceived by Satan um, into minimizing uh, the the consequences of sin. Uh, we, you know, we sometimes, uh, you know, a bad example, but, you know, I hear people sometimes say, well, I don't wear my seatbelt, I'm not hurting anybody but myself. Well, if you have a wreck and, and you get killed because you didn't have on your seatbelt, what about your family? What about your children, grandchildren, spouse? Uh, you know, other people that that, that you're important to. You, you know, our sin is the same way. We think sometimes that we're uh, we're living in a um, in in a bubble, uh, but our sin, like David's sin, um, impacts. Uh, those around us. And if no other reason, um, it it is because uh, it hinders our prayer life. It interferes with our prayer life. Uh, We'll see in in not too many Psalms here in the 66th Psalm uh, that the psalmist writes, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. and so not only do the consequences of our sin, we see the consequences of David's sin play out in Uriah's life and other people's life. Uh, but there are a you know, multitude of unnamed people uh, in Jerusalem, in Israel, um, who were affected because the king's prayer life uh, had been hindered uh, due to his unconfessed sin. Uh, and so we, we need to really um really give that some some real close consideration to understand uh that unconfessed sin in my life hinders my prayer life and keeps me from being able to pray uh for my children or my spouse or my church or my nation or my friends uh, the way I need to, the way I should, the way they need uh, for me to pray for them. Uh, you know, for our children, our, our lost loved ones, um, our, our. you know, we, we're, you know, living in a Uh, a time of uh, pandemic. We can't pray for those around us that are sick and hurting when there is in the way we should uh, and be as effective and have the power in our prayer life uh, as is possible uh, when we have unconfessed sin uh, in our life. And the really sad thing about that is one of the reasons Christ died uh, was so that we could have that bold, as it's described in the New Testament, access uh, to the Father, that we can come before him boldly. We saw that veil that was torn from the top to the bottom uh, after the resurrection, after the crucifixion, uh, so that symbolizing that we have that access uh, to the Father. Uh, And so it's extremely important for us today uh, to understand uh, the... um, the importance Uh, of confession, uh, that we're not just hurting ourselves; that it does affect uh, those around us and impacts uh, other people. Uh, And so I hope you'll think about that today. It's a good way to kick off your year. A good way to kick off the new years uh, is by doing some uh, self-examination and some confession, uh, if necessary, uh, so that going into this year, uh, you can have a, a powerful prayer life, uh, Uh, And a right walk uh, with God. All right. Hope that helps you. Hope you have a great day. Um, Eat all your black-eyed peas and all those things. And uh, enjoy uh, New Year's Day. See you tomorrow.